0: Let us pray. Heavenly Father, would you break open your words to our hearts and our hearts to your word, that your light may shine in the darkness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Epiphany. It's that time of year, isn't it, to wheel out the only epiphany poem, really,
1: that, uh, that I
0: ever read, and I always read it at this time of year. It is, of course, T.S. Eliot's Journey of the Magi. The cold coming we had of it, just the worst time of the year for a journey, and such a long journey, the ways deep and the weather sharp, the very dead of winter, and the camel's gold, sore-footed, refractory, lying down in the melting snow. There were times we regretted, the summer palaces on the slopes, the terraces, and the silken girls bringing sherbet. Then the camel men, cursing and grumbling, and running away, and wanting their liquor, and women, and the night fires going out, and the lack of shelters and the city's hostile, and the town's unfriendly, and the village is dirty, and charging high prices. A hard time we had of it. At the end, we preferred to travel all night, sleeping in snatches, with the voices singing in our ears, saying that this was all folly. Then at dawn, we came down to a temperate valley, wet, below the snow line, smelling of vegetation, with a running stream and a watermill beating the darkness. And three trees on the low sky. And an old white horse galloped away in the meadow. Then we came to a tavern with vine leaves over the lintel, six hands at an open door, dicing for pieces of silver, and feet kicking the empty wineskins. But there was no information, and so we continued, and arrived at evening, not a moment too soon, finding the place. It was, you may say, satisfactory. All this was a long time ago, I remember, and I would do it again. But set down this, set down this. Were we led all that way for birth or death? There was a birth, certainly. We had evidence and no doubt. I had seen birth and death, but had thought they were different. This birth was hard and bitter agony for us, like death, our death. We returned to our places, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease here, in the old dispensation, with an alien people clutching their gods. I should be glad of another death." T.S. Eliot's The Journey of the Magi. It feels a long way, that poem, doesn't it, from the reading that we had. How the Magi actually did reach the place where Jesus was the baby with his mother. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with joy. Well, there wasn't much joy in that poem, was there? And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold frankincense and myrrh. These wise men from the east, when they were eventually led to the place where Jesus was, found what they were looking for, and it filled them with joy. What they were expecting, I don't know. They saw a star rising in the east, They interpreted the star as meaning that the king of the Jews had been born. What their relationship was with the Jews and why they had an interest in the kingdom of Israel, I have no idea. Nobody does. But they felt it was important enough for them to set out on this journey. And their journey, the culmination of it, is recorded here in this gospel for us. And it's said, of course, that this arrival of the Magi, these Gentiles, these non Israelites, come to worship a king born and they find him in a stable and kneel there. What is it that they've come for? They were filled with joy. We don't have that luxury, do we? When we come searching for Christ, what do we find? Or we find an empty, cold church, don't we? (laughs) At least the sun's shining today. And in a few moments, we'll find a piece of bread in our hands and a sip of wine on our lips. But that's it. There's nothing to look at apart from that, is there? There's nothing to touch or feel other than the bread and the cold and the wine. And I think part of what's going on in T.S. Eliot's poem, and I want to spend just a few moments with him really, is questioning what is it that we find when we seek for this God? The wise men came from the East and they found a baby, but when we seek, what do we find? Because this poem is actually about our journey, not the journey of the Magi in the story. Well, of course, it is about their story and their journey, but he's written it for us to take this journey. He starts off by quoting an ancient line from a sermon given by Lancelot Andrews, who was Archbishop of Canterbury at the time of King James the Sixth and I. And this was a sermon that Lancelot Andrews gave to the king on the epiphany service. A cold coming we had of it, just the worst time of the year for a journey and such a long journey. But then the tone changes, and we end up with camels, galled, sore footed, refractory, lying down in the melting snow. And there we have the first moment of hold on, what are we doing here? Why have we got camels in the snow? We've got desert animals. And we're in the mountains above the snow line. We're totally inequipped for this journey. We're on a journey in search of something of God, and we've got the wrong stuff. There were times we regretted the summer palaces on the slopes, the terraces. Looking back, actually life was all right. What on earth are we doing here? Why? Are we in this place of utter misery, on a search for something that's not even anything to do with us, when we could be having actually quite a nice time back home? Then the camel men cursing and grumbling. Things just get worse. And running away. And wanting their liquor. And women. And it's a litany of things going wrong. Some trivial, some not. Some inconveniencing, some really difficult to deal with. The night fires going out. And we're in the snow. And the lack of shelters in the mountains, in the wind. And the city's hostile. And the list just goes on. And the town's unfriendly and the villages dirty, and charging high prices. Brothers and sisters, this is a journey. This is a journey to find the Christ, the King, the Maker, the one we kneel before to worship. And it's a hard and difficult journey, and it's not one we expected to make. A hard time we had of it, he says, Echoing Lancelot Andrew's opening line, a cold coming we had of it. At the end, we preferred to travel all night. And here he starts entering into the language of St John. Because to be travelling at night, of course, means to be travelling in the dark. Not actually knowing, having a clue where you're going. Needing the light. Sleeping in snatches. There's no rest with the voices singing in our ears, saying that this was all folly, and my goodness me, doesn't it sound like it? Is our journey to Christ folly? What are we doing here? Everyone else is at home enjoying a warm fire. Well, apart from the shepherds, of course, out on their quad bikes. (laughs) Then at dawn, at last, the language of St John, We've come into the light at last. We are close to our journey's end. And you can sense the relief there, can't you? Then at dawn. It's funny the way these simple words bring echoes of a longing. I don't know if you noticed it, but it was there as well in our collect for today. O God, who by the leading of a star manifested your only Son to the peoples of the earth, mercifully grant that we, who know you now by faith, may, what? At last. Behold your glory face to face. Those two little words, at last, speak of a longing, don't they? We don't yet. We don't. But maybe... At last, because now we only know by faith. We read the gospel stories, we come and we kneel at the altar, we pray, we've never seen God. The hope is that at last we will. But what does T.S. Eliot actually find? What do these Magi actually find? They come down to a temperate valley. At last, this is where life is happening. Wet, oh. Below the snow line, oh, so it's all slushy here now. Smelling of vegetation, well, maybe there's still some hope. With a running stream and a water mill beating the darkness. And here, once again, we're in the language of St. John. The darkness and the beating of a mill. Well, what's a mill? Mills for grinding, for grinding corn for making flour, for making bread. We're in the language of the Eucharist. A running stream and a watermill beating the darkness, the broken bread that beats against the darkness of the world. And three trees on a low sky. We all know that that's a reference to Golgotha and the cross is on the hill. And an old white horse galloped away in the meadow. Well, the old white horse, it wasn't old. It's the white horse of the book of Revelation, the coming of Christ, the second coming, but it's an old one because we've been reading this story for 2,000 years and he hasn't come yet. It's an old horse waiting for its rider to come. Then we come to a tavern, it's Christmas, isn't it? It's the journey of the Magi, with vine leaves over the lintel, growing grapes to make the wine that spilled on the cross. Six hands at an open door, dicing for pieces of silver. Six hands, three men, the three soldiers at the cross, the centurion, the one who offered Christ the drink on the sponge, and the one who shoved the lance into Christ's side, dicing for pieces of silver. They diced for Christ's clothing on the cross. The pieces of silver, of course, are Judas's silver who betrayed Christ, and feet kicking the empty wineskins, the empty, spilled wine of Christ's blood. But there was no information, and so we continued, Arriving at evening, the close of the day, the day has happened, the dawn has been and what have they found? Nothing. Evening approaches, not a moment too soon before the darkness, finding the place. It was, you may say, satisfactory. Well, if that's an epiphany, it's not much of one, is it? It was, you may say, satisfactory. You see, when we come and kneel at this altar and receive this bread and wine, we meet our Christ. We meet the creator of heaven and earth. And it is satisfactory. We meet the one who gave himself for us in not a lot. But the thing was, are they disappointed? All this was a long time ago, I remember, and I would do it again. But set down this, set down this. Were we led all that way for a birth or a death? There was a birth, certainly. We had evidence and no doubt, of course, they saw the baby. But I thought they were different. Birth and death. This birth was hard and bitter agony for us, like death, our death. What's going on here? Birth and death. Well, it's Christ's birth, of course, but it's their death. But it's also their birth. Because what's actually going on is baptism. It's the leaving of the old dispensation and the waking to a new kingdom. We returned to our places, these kingdoms. Can you hear the desperation, the exasperation? They're no longer our kingdoms. They're these kingdoms that we're rulers of. But what? No longer at ease here in the old dispensation. There's been a birth, our birth. We have changed. How have we changed? I don't know. We've seen a death and we've seen a birth. We have died and somehow we have been born again in this quietness of this desperate journey. We've come and we've encountered. We're no longer at ease here in the old dispensation with an alien people clutching their gods. They're our people, but no longer part of us. We're no longer part of them. There's a loneliness here, isn't there? We live in a world. We follow a Christ that everybody else seems to ignore. And there's a loneliness and a longing. I should be glad of another death. He finishes. Whose? His own? The old dispensations? The second coming? The question is left in the air. This longing and this knowledge that something has changed. And when we come and we kneel at this altar and we receive in our hands this bit of bread and this sip of wine, we are changed. And in that moment, the overwhelming joy that the first Magi experienced becomes ours, not in an outpouring of exuberance but in a quietness where we know that the centre of the universe revolves around what we hold in our hands. This is the Christ as he makes himself known to us. This is our epiphany and we share it together for we are his people. We are the new children of God. So when you leave, know that the world has changed around you and you are the breath of God's life in the old dispensation, waiting for his coming again. Amen.